0: As we prepare to worship our God, let's take a moment of time to forget about ourselves and concentrate on Him. We can sing, Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary. Be acceptable in our sight, for you are our, our and our Redeemer. May you be pleased with our worship, may you be pleased with our praise, to minister to our hearts and draw us closer to your presence, Lord, we pray. Amen. 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 This is the day the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. We're so glad you joined us right where you are. We want to welcome you in this fellowship a little something like this.
1: What I, what you?
2: I'm here to praise Lord. Amen, amen. amen. Yes. This morning, is going to preach about encourage the little ones. Yes. Encourage the little ones. We'll be coming from Deuteronomy chapter 1. Deuteronomy chapter 1, we're going to start at verse 34. If you're able to stand in front of God's word, you may do so. Deuteronomy chapter 1. We're going to start at verse 34. Deuteronomy chapter 1. Starting at verse 34. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. Deuteronomy 1 chapter 34. Deuteronomy chapter 1. See, see some pages turn. We'll wait for you. Mm-hmm. Deuteronomy chapter 1. Beginning at verse 34. When the Lord heard your complaining, he became very angry, so he solemnly swore, Not one of you from this wicked generation will live to see the good land I swore to give to your ancestors. Except Caleb, son of Jephunneh, He will see this land because he has followed the Lord completely. I will give to him and his descendants some of the very land he explored during his scouting mission. And the Lord was also angry with me because of you. He said to me, Moses, not even you will enter the promised land. Instead, your assistant Joshua, son of Nun, will lead the people into the land. Encourage him, for he will lead Israel as they take possession of it. I will give the land to your little ones, your innocent children. You are afraid they will be captured, but they will be the ones who occupy it. As for you, turn around now and go on back through the wilderness toward the Red Sea. Amen. Amen. Let's have a word of prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven hallowed be thy name, Lord. Yes, Lord, we come this morning, Lord, thanking you, Heavenly Father, the author, Heavenly Father, of our faith. Lord, we come to give you honor. We come to give you praise, Heavenly Father. Amen. Father, we thank you from the time you touched us in our witness this morning until this point in time, Father. Surely, surely you have been good to us, Heavenly Father. Yes, Father, thank you, Lord, for a reasonable portion of health and strength, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord, we're able to move our limbs and dress ourselves and feed ourselves, Heavenly Father. Yes. Father, we just thank you, Father, for your great compassion you have for us, your children, Heavenly Father. Father, we thank you, Heavenly Father, for every song that will be sung, every prayer that will be prayed. We thank you for the gospel of Jesus Christ that's going to go forth, that it changes us, Lord, from the inside out. Lord, right now, we ask you, Lord, to Please help us right now to forget about ourselves and just concentrate on you. For we've come here to worship you in truth and in spirit, the Father. Father, we thank you, Father. We praise you. We magnify you. It's in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen,
0: Praise, yes. Amen. He's worthy to be praised. Yes. Amen. From the rising of the sun to the setting of the same, yes. Oh, glory be to God. Let us pray. Mighty God, we just thank you uh, that you are God all, all by yourself, that you are exalted and you sit high, yet you look low to see about, Lord, your people. Thank you, God, as we gather together to worship you and bless your holy name. And Father, now we are desperate to hear a word from you, oh, God. May we have your word hidden in our heart that we might not sin against you. Help us, O oh God, through this preaching moment that we might seek Jesus. Follow after him wholeheartedly. And may you be glorified, may you be magnified. All that is said and that is done. Speak now, Lord, your servants are listening, we pray. Amen. 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 As you open up your Bibles and join me in the Deuteronomy 1st chapter, again reiterating a scripture read by... Pastor Price this morning and continue on our series. Uh, we took a little gap as we fell asleep with Menomore Mennonite Church and preached from their series and discipleship. And we looked at inclusive Acts chapter. But the series we're dealing with back here and right now is Raising a Joshua Generation. Tell your neighbor, Raising a Joshua Generation. A Joshua generation. we want to encourage and empower our young people that they will be the leaders that we want them to be and help them realize that they have greatness in them, and there's greatness ahead of them, and that responsibility relies on us. And so our sermon subject matter we're going to deal with today is about encouraging the little ones. Now coming from Deuteronomy, the first chapter, verses 34 through 40. As we've been going through, we've been dealing with the revelation of Joshua. When Joshua was introduced, the first time when Moses asked him to lead him in the army against the Amalekites, and... Aaron and her had to hold up Moses' arms on there, until the setting of the sun, uh, it took all that time for them to go. And then the other time he chose Joshua to go out uh, to be one of the spies of the twelve because he was recognized as one of the many leaders um, in Israel, along with his uh, other fellow spy, Caleb. Um, these two are ones that stand out, that did not follow the bad report of the others, but stood up with their faith and trust in God. And so one thing I want to highlight here is that as we lead our little ones, our youth, our, our next generation, we got to show them how they got to trust in God. I'm going to talk to somebody. Because when we show them what it means to trust in God, then they understand what it means to trust in God when there's nobody else around. We've got to still upon them then in the presence so they see it in its mouth, so that when it comes time that they've got to stand on their own too. they got something they can stand on, on the promise of the Lord. So that's where we are now. We see Joshua's development, Joshua's growth. We've seen Moses being recognized that Joshua's going to be the one to succeed him because y'all know Moses messed up too. And Moses and him messing up, him and Aaron messing up now brings us to where we are in Deuteronomy. When we get into our text of Deuteronomy, some have understood Deuteronomy basically in the Greek to be as the second law or the copy of the law, and they come that when you look in Deuteronomy in the 17th chapter, it says that a copy of this law is to be read by the kings, and that's where they come in. But also, in the Hebrew, you look at the first verse of the first chapter of Deuteronomy, it says, these are the words. And so another way that says, these are the words, or this is the message. And so what's happening here, if you don't understand what Deuteronomy is, it's basically Moses' last sermon. This is his sermon, his message, so how to apply the law that was given. If you want the strict law, read Leviticus, and you'll get the strict application of the law. But then he's pointing out through Deuteronomy saying, hey, if y'all don't understand how the law works. This is how it works. And so where we're going to pick up in part of his retelling the law, he's going to talk about the rebellion of Israel. And because of their rebelliousness, this is why they were in the wilderness, and this is why they... The, this new generation that he's talking to are the ones that are going to go He's basically trying to tell them, don't repeat the past. Which means that we're going to highlight this in our message today, that sometimes we've got to tell people their history so they can better define their future. I'm going to talk to somebody. New Living Translation, Deuteronomy 1st verse, chapter, verses 34 to 40, reads this way. When the Lord heard your complaint, he became very angry. So he solemnly swore, not one of you from this wicked generation will live to see the good land I swore to give your ancestors. Except Caleb, son of Jephunneh, he will see this land because he has followed the Lord completely. I will give to him and his descendants some of the very land he explored during the scouting mission. And the Lord was also angry with me because of you. He said to me, Moses, not even you, will enter the promised land. Instead, your assistant, Joshua, son of Nun, will lead the people into the land. Encourage him, for he will lead Israel as they take possession of it. I will give the land to you to your little ones, your innocent children. You were afraid they would be captured, but they will be the ones who occupy it. As for you... Turn around now and go on back through the wilderness towards the Red Sea. I want to encourage us, thank you for those who stand there on the reading of God's word. I want us to encourage us, we got to encourage our future generation that they have greatness ahead of them and let them know that they can learn from the past mistakes of this present generation. Oftentimes we deal with that when we don't succeed, we think they're not going to succeed. You might hear somebody say this, that you know no good because I'm no good. You might hear somebody say, well, I don't have this, so you won't have this. So what they're saying, because what happened to me in the past is what's going to happen to you in the future. But yet here's a situation that sometimes we neglect to understand that what happened in the past can, can, does not have to be repeated. And we can learn from our mistakes. And we can learn from our history. We can learn from what we have gone through and realize that God is still God. And if God is still God, then he's the same God yesterday as he is today, and he will be in the future. Which means that God will never leave us nor forsake us. And part of that, that's why Moses teaching them in history, pointing out that the same God that brought you out of Egypt is the same God here with you. That's going to be the same God that's going to be in the promised land. But when we don't take time to know our own history, we don't know where we come from, then it's hard for us to know where we're going. We, we've all been there at a place that you didn't know for the first time, and you got your map, or you got to the kiosk, or you got some instructions, and they try to tell you where you are. But in order for them to get you to where you want to go, you got to know where you are. And so they say, well, you are here, and so start here and go this direction. But if you don't know where you are, you're never going to understand the direction. So you always got to understand where you are. But yet, how you get there also is very important. Sometimes you forget how we got where we are. Let us show our youth that greatness is ahead of them. As they place their trust in the Lord. It is good to know your history, to learn from your history and move forward with knowledge and understanding. Realizing as we're moving forward, we're standing on the foundation of those who came before us. God's plans for us are always greater than what was behind us. I had a few witnesses with you. And they'll be understanding. God's plans for us are always greater than what was behind us. Do you understand that behind them was the wilderness? Do you understand that they were in captivity behind them? They, They were being chased by Pharaoh behind them. But ahead of them is a land flowing with milk and honey. What's ahead of them is a land of peace and promise. What's ahead of them is greater than what was behind them. But here's the problem, that their previous generation wanted to go back to what was behind them. Sin grips us in such a way that if we don't let God set us free, we become embodied and chained thinking that it's better to live in sin than to live in his grace. Moses is trying to encourage them, don't be like your ancestors. Don't be like your mother and your father. And oftentimes how mothers and fathers and parents and guardians try to be, So say, I want my children to be better than me. And oftentimes is that is means that they're basically saying that I don't want you to make the same mistakes that I made. I, I don't want you to go around and have the same troubles I had going through. That's the, the challenge. But also, oftentimes... We might have parents and guardians that have been so embittered and, and have been so hurt and have so been injured that they don't see any hope. And they say, Well, it's not going to get any better, child. That's why we gotta come around and encourage them, let them know that, hey, it was bad for us. Yes, but it can be better. I was had a few more witnesses. Our text tells us Deuteronomy 1st chapter verse 3 it says, But forty years after the Israelites left Egypt. On the first day of the 11th month, Moses addressed the people of Israel, telling them everything the Lord had commanded him to say. I'm going to highlight here. If you notice the time frame here, it says 40 years. If you understand the, the, where they are, they're about to be in the location where they rebelled against God found in Numbers 13. So from 40 years, from that moment in the time when you could have walked in to your promise, you rebelled against God and you spent 40 years in this wilderness Well you could have been prosperous, you could have been wealthy, you could have been healthy in the place that God had for you, but you rebelled against God. And so God's reminding them, hey, you generation right here, because of your parents messed it up, y'all had to grow and be raised here in this wilderness, except Caleb and Joshua are the only ones that are going to go from bondage into promise. This, is, this time frame also suggests to us it's about two months before the Passover of Joshua and six months after the death of Aaron. Numbers thirty three thirty eight 38 says, While they were at the foot of Mount Hor, Aaron, the priest, was, was directed by the Lord to go up to the mountain, and there he died. This happened in midsummer on the first day of the fifth month on the 40th year after Israel's departure from Egypt. you see that? So what I want to highlight here is that Aaron and Moses can't make it in either. So God is letting him know, all right, Aaron gone, Moses, you the last one. Moses says, this is my valedictory speech. This is my last word, y'all. Y'all ain't going to see me again. So if y'all don't hear me now, hear me clearly. And he's letting him know, I want y'all to know what is good that God wants you to do. Don't act up like the ones before you, but walk in your promise, live in your promise, and be faithful unto God. Because Israel's lack of faith is what hurt them and hindered them in the rebellion towards God. Moses says it right here in verse 31 to 33. But even after all he did, talking about God, you refused to trust the Lord your God. And you saw how the Lord your God cares you for for you all along the way as you traveled through the wilderness. Just as a father cares for his child, now he has brought you into this place. But even after all he did, you refuse to trust the Lord, your God, who goes before you looking for the best places to camp, guiding you with a pillar of fire by night and a pillar of cloud by day. What I want to highlight here is that when we look at our history, we gotta to look to see how God has been a part of our history. When he's pointing to God, Moses pointing out that do you understand it was God that was with you? It, at night, it was a cloud of fire. I'm sorry, it was a, it was a pillar of fire. And at day, it was a, a pillar of a cloud. He's saying it was God that brought you out of Egypt. And here's the thing that sometimes we forget, that when we have success, we forget that if it had not been for the Lord on our side, where we would have been. It's times that when we have success and we get higher, we get lifted up, we forget we are standing on the shoulders of those that came before us. And here it is that this generation is on the the crest of going over into promised land, but they didn't get here on their own. But it was God and his guidance and the direction of Moses and and His and their trifling parents before him because they messed up, but they had to get right. And God, in the time of weaning them off and, and allowing them to die in the wilderness, he was preparing the next generation to walk faithfully in relationship with him. They rebelled against God and realized that God was better to be trusted, but they didn't trust Him. But here's the thing about how we gotta get our youth and our young generation trusting God because they don't see us trusting in God. How will they trust in God? Think about modern day when somebody wants to know something, what do they do? They look it up. What the popular term right became a verb? Google it. But yet now, here's some mind-blowing things. I want to talk about some things that has been around forever for our children, but not in our lifetime. Y'all understand? Google came around in 2004. But to these kids, Google's been around all my life. YouTube, 2005. Google bought YouTube. Reddit, 2005. Facebook, 2005. Twitter, 2006. Now X. Pinterest, 2010. Instagram, 2010. Twitch, 2011. Snapchat, 2011. And then TikTok, 2017. You think TikTok has been around forever? All these things have come in the past 20 years. But these kids think everything I need is from these social apps and media. But yet, how long has God been around? I'll wait. And so God has always been around. God has always been the source. But yet we go to something else first. I got to check my status. I got to update my profile. I got to tell them what I'm doing, how I'm living. But yet, do we check in with God? Lord, am I heading in the right? God raising. Lord, am I doing what you call me to? Am I raising my children in the admonition of you? But yet, I make sure my children got a login and an account but they don't got a Bible. They can memorize their password, but they don't have a Bible verse memorized. These diverse social media and services have given people opportunities for life hacks, right? projects, and solutions, and social help, but yet God has always been a present help in the time of trouble. He is not limited by a network. Some of you have realized how things have shut down the internet. Things have gone overwhelmed, or things don't work right, or you don't get the right information. Matter of fact, you can look up some people's names, and Google give you the wrong picture. It's amazing how you will trust something that's not trustworthy. But our God never changes. He is the same today as he will be tomorrow. And so when again, I say when we point our children point to God, we're pointing to the past, present, and future. God is not a man that he does not lie, nor is he a man that he does not change his mind. As he has spoken and failed to act, has he had never promised and not carry it out? James 1 and 17 tells us whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God, our Father, who created all things in the heavens. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. I'm so glad that even Jesus, the Son of God, is just like God because Jesus Christ is same yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews 13 and 8. And then we read about it again in Revelations 22 and 13. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first. And the last. The beginning and the end. Well, I want to highlight here that this is all pre-2005. Pre-your email, pre-MySpace, Facebook, anything else you want to put out there. God has always been available. But what happens is that sometimes we place our trust in other things. And we disqualify ourselves. We got to teach our young people accountability. You are responsible for your own actions. Help me appreciate that and tell them you control you. Oftentimes you're gonna tell somebody else, made me mad, made me lose my mind, made me do this, but yeah, they nobody really make you do it. You just use that as an excuse. Just for you to go ahead and fly off the hand because you wanted to. But now you gotta pick up the pieces. Because every decision you make, you will deal with your own consequences. Put yourself in the best position by making the best decision. And there's no better decision than to try Jesus. See how good and pleasant he is. Taste and see that the Lord is good. When you understand that God is good, then you will understand that the other decision that will contradict God will let you know that I'd rather be with Jesus than be with anything else. And so here it is, we see in our text today, when the Lord heard Joel complaining, he became very angry. So he's telling this world now one of you from this wicked generation will live to see the good I swore to give your ancestors. The problem here is that Moses is preaching to them, let them know I'm not exempt. <laughs> I too have been disqualified. And if you are wondering why Moses got disqualified, well, Moses was told to do something by God, but he didn't trust in God and did not do as God said. God told him to speak to the rock. He got mad and hit the rock. Water came out. The people got water. They were fed and it was done. But your God let him know. you didn't do it how I told you to do Well, when I highlight here, sometimes you might get the outcomes you want, but you won't get the outcomes you want. I'll say that one more time and it went over somebody's head. You might get the outcome you want, but you won't get the outcome you want. The people wanted water. They got water. Moses didn't get to see the promised land. That's not the outcome he wanted. He got disqualified. He going to blame them. He it was your fault. But it was their fault because they got on his last nerves. But God told them, I got you, most Just trust in me. It's good to trust in God. May your work help you to understand that as I'm trusting in God, he will reward those who are faithful in their work. Tell your neighbor, it may take time. Tell your neighbor, it may take time. Therefore, you got to have patience. Tell them, you got to have patience. Tell them, wait for it. What I want to understand is this, that when you're waiting for it, it means this, that it may not come when you want. Do you understand what patience means? Patience is not enjoyable. Patience means I have endurance. I have the ability to endure and put up until it comes. That's why when someone calls 911, they try to be patient with you. Let you know, I know you are in emergency, but me screaming over the phone, i not going to help you wait for help to come. I was have a few more witnesses here. That's why they are trained and go through the training to keep their voice calm, to help to keep you calm, to let you know hope is on the way. Please stay on the phone. Tell me what's going on. Are you safe? What's going on? And you can hear them call, you hear them repeating the same message, doesn't know we want you to be safe as they're waiting for help to come. How much more we got to realize in times of crisis, in times of struggle in our lives, that we need to trust in God and wait until help can come. When we understand that help may come in different forms and in different fashions. But yet when we understand that God will show up and God will let him know that I will faithfully bless you who are faithful to me. That's why he has two exceptions in sermon. Except... Caleb. Yeah, y'all know Caleb. He says, I, I like this part. Look what it says here in verse 36. It says, he will see this land because he, was, he has followed the Lord completely. I will give to him and his descendants some of the very land he explored during his scouting mission. I want to highlight this for you. They all did not explore the same land. The twelve spies spread out throughout the region to explore. But what Caleb saw was good, and Caleb told the people it is good. And Caleb wanted that land. But what would God do for him? I'm gonna give you that land. Took him some forty years. Y'all quiet on. Took him forty years. But if you gonna read Joshua, and when Joshua and signs Caleb go out and said that God gave Caleb the strength of how much he was forty years ago. It says that he gave him the strength as he was 40 years younger. And he took that land and cleared everybody out. And they settled in that place. Caleb, blessed by God for his faithfulness. Here's the thing that sometimes we get weary of our well-doing. We got to tell our young people that doing right is not always the easy thing. I'd rather you do a hard right than doing the easy wrong. Yeah, you can cut corners. Yes, you can cheat. And you may get the result that you want, but you won't feel good in the long run. It'll catch up with you in the end. But it's always the right time to do the right thing. And so now we see the other except in verse 38. Instead, your assistant Joshua, son of Noah, will lead the people into the land. Here's his Moses. Encourage him, for he will lead Israel as they take possession of it. Here's the thing now that sometimes as leadership we don't always want to do. Is that we don't want to empower somebody to succeed us. Because we think we want to take something away from us. But here God has already told him that you're not going to go, you can only go so far. You've reached your limit. It is Joshua is going to take him on the other side. So he says, encourage him and bless him and let him know that it's going to be all right. So Caleb and Joshua found faithful over these 40 years in the wilderness. Preparing to enter the promised land. God was pleased with, with these two spies. Who had a good report and faith in God. to give them the promised land over the mighty armies they saw occupying. That, would, would, that would, it would be theirs and they would not be defeated. But Caleb and Joshua had to wait, what? These 40 years. Think about how you would have felt 40 years ago. Knowing you could just walk next door. And have your promise. But she had to wait 40 years. I don't know about you, but I know I'll be mad. And I'll let everybody know every day. We could have been in the front land. <laughs> i would have been mumbling. i would have been grumbling every day. Let her know. Y'all messed up for everybody. But you see, that's why I'm not Caleb and Joshua.
1: <laughs>
0: they had a different outlook. Realized, I'm just going to say faith. And I'm going to serve him until the time for us to go in. Let me help somebody out. That sometimes we gotta let our bitterness go. We gotta let our anger go and say, Lord, how can I learn from this lesson? And prepare those that come after me that they can learn from this lesson and have a better result than what I have. That's why we look at verse thirty nine. Y'all with me? I will give the land to your what? Little ones, your innocent children. Here's the kicker here. When they gave the report, they were afraid. He says, you were afraid they would be captured, but they'll be the ones who occupy it. As for you, turn around now and go back through the wilderness towards the Red Sea. I want to highlight here that this that Joshua generation, as they're going to go forward, in contrast to the disobedient evil previous generation, had to go back to the direction they came from, to circle in the wilderness He's past what he is. Until the majority of them have passed away, say, Moses, Caleb, and Joshua, as they are here in this text. But the children of the future generation have experienced God's grace. Anybody here know about God's grace? His grace was that you will be able to go into the promised land. His grace was that they thought they would be defeated and that they would be held captives. But he says instead, they're the ones that are going to captive the land. They're the ones that are going to occupy the land. What you were afraid of, they're about to overcome. I would say a few more witnesses here to understand that God is letting you know that don't be afraid of what I can overcome. That's why when we look at our past, we point to God and realize that he's the same God yesterday. He's the same God today, same God tomorrow. Guess what? He's still undefeated. I, I, I don't know about you, but I've seen God's record. And he's still undefeated. He has not been knocked down. He has not been knocked out. He has not been disqualified. He has not even been drawn. He is still unanimously undisputed the champion. So when we give our little ones faith in him, then they know how to walk out in faith. They will live boldly knowing that God will give them everything that he said he's going to give to them. You don't have to walk in fear. You don't have to walk in doubt when you know who you are. I am a child of God. One thing I highlight again when he told Caleb, this very land you scouted, you're going to occupy. And I think about that, when you read Joshua in the first chapter, God tells Joshua, be of good courage. Just as I was with Moses, I'm going to be with you. And what I really like about what he tells Joshua, he says, every place your foot touches, it's yours. He's letting Joshua know, as he is the representation of the whole nation, that you're about to claim and walk in the promise I'm giving you. I'm going to encourage somebody today that you are walking with God every time you place your foot down. It's yours. (laughs) You understand? You're walking in his promise. You're walking in his peace. You're walking in his love. You're walking in his grace. There's going to be some trials. There's going to be some tribulations. There's going to be some problems. But as long as you got King Jesus, As long as the Lord is sitting on the right hand of the Father, as long as God has all power in his hands, everything is going to be all right. So he tells these young children, don't fear what your parents fear. Their doubt and their disbelief led them to rebel against God. May you learn from their mistakes and trust in God. That's why when Joshua tells them when they enter the promised land, don't fool me now. Choose today whom you will serve. For me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. I want to encourage you as you raise the Joshua generation, they got to see what faithfulness looks like in order to walk it out. When we walk in the promise of the Lord, we see that what is possible with the Lord. Nothing is too hard for the Lord our God. This truth is going to be discovered by this next generation as they are now about two months away of entering into the promised land. But I encourage you to understand that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. May we show these children how they ought to wait on the Lord. Let them know that instant success is not good success. But those that just labor and do the work for the Lord will realize that God keeps good records. God promises life and life more abundantly. He didn't say he's going to give us a glamorous life. He didn't say he's going to give you a sip. so many subscribers and followers on social media. But he says that if you call on Jesus. I'm going to talk to somebody here. Everything in your life will be better when you fall on Jesus. It doesn't matter who blocked you, who DM'd you, who, like, who set you up and gave you a subscription. But if you know Jesus, everything in your life will be a lot better. Notice how God wants to take you from your past into your future. You understand that Jesus came down through 42 generations to die on a cross for our sins. So that we can now have a relationship with him. This relationship we have in Jesus. Gives us peace, gives us comfort, it gives us joy. But also helps us to endure the wicked schemes of the enemy. The enemy is going to try to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus said, I came that you might have life and life more abundantly. I'm so glad that God is in the abundant given situation. You know, I'm done preaching now, I just want to share a few highlights with you about how good it is. To know that God has great plans for us. You know, Jesus did die and he defeated death. Rose from the grave on the third day. And he said, I go to prepare a place for you. That where I come back there, you may be with me also. You understand? That's the future. He said, i got a place for you in the future. But while you're here on earth, will you walk with me? Will you talk with me? Will you call on my name? Will you go and make disciples, baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit? While you here, will you love your enemy and pray for them, bless them, and curse not? Will you understand what it means to forgive one another? Aren't you glad that God has shown us what grace and mercy looks like while we're here on earth? Help, being healing and reconciliation in our community. I know, like you, uh, I'm tired of seeing so many our young people being died and being killed by gun violence. But if we can go out and tell them that Jesus loves you, if we can stand out and let them know that love conquers all, and let them know that it may be dangerous, it may not be safe. But yeah, i want to tell you that Jesus yeah. is the answer. There's something greater over yonder. Now, we can help our young people. They may not be able to see it, but that's why we got to be like Moses. You know how Moses died? He went up to the mountaintop. That's where Dr. King got that from. I've been up to the mountaintop. I may not be with you on the other side, but I've seen the promise. It is that Moses sees the promise. This is what I've been working for. But that Joshua is the one that's going to walk into the promise. So help us out right now that we can help them see so that they can walk into it. Let us point to Jesus. Let us point to Jesus, the Alpha and the Omega. Let us point to Jesus, the author, and the finish of our faith. Let us point to Jesus. So while we're here presently, wrestling what we're wrestling with. Let us look up to the hills that come with our heaven. And all our help comes from the Lord. So I encourage you to go find some little ones and tell them about Jesus. And let them know that the life you're living right now can be so much better with Jesus. You, your past is your past, but it does not have to be your future. Your future can be bright. Your future can be better with Jesus. I thank you, Lord. I, I, I got one minute to say so think about how darkness is. And how when we are in the darkness, what do we need? Light. Well, Jesus is the light of the world. Amen. So we'll walk with Jesus, you always got light. So let them know that you have light available if you call on Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you. That you will never leave us nor us. But we just thank you. That you are grace and your mercy is everlasting. Lord, we just thank you. And no matter what we've gone through, God, you will keep us and sustain us because of your faithfulness. Yeah. Father, we thank you, Lord, that we can confess our sins, God. And your faithfulness is a cleanser of all unrighteousness. So, Father, with our broken hearts and our broken lives, we just turn to you right now, and Lord, we realize these are a broken spirit and a contrite heart, and Father, have their own way. And Lord, we want to walk in obedience according to your will. We want to walk according to your scriptures. We want to have your word hidden in our heart that we might not sin against you. Lord, there might be someone who does not know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Lord, I pray that they can confess with their mouth and believe in their heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and they shall be saved. And then, Father, I pray that you help them find a Bible-believing, preaching, teaching church where they can be disciples where they can celebrate the communion of the saints and baptism together. Oh, Father, move them in this space, we pray. We thank you, Almighty God, Jesus Christ, and Lord we pray. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. For glory be to God. As we continue to worship our God on this first Sunday. Be prepared to eat of this bread and drink of this cup. So we're prepared to do that at this moment in this time. And so um, let us pray as we pray to receive these gifts. Father, we just thank you for Christ dying on the cross for our sins. And we thank you, Lord, that as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, uh, we do so in remembrance of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We do so until it's coming back again. So, Father, bless these elements. Bless us with your presence as we eat in community. Jesus Christ, Lord, we pray. Amen. 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 the minister and please come forward prepared to be served. That's uh. the took of the bread, he blessed the bread, and he broke the bread and said, eat, this is my body, let us eat together. Likewise, he took of the cup, and he blessed the cup, and said, this represents my blood, he poured out for remiss of the sins, drink ye all of it, let us drink together. The scripture recorded that he gathered everything, that knowing, lost, and exit in hymns. Amen. As we will continue to sing, we will saying, that's not how. The story is, three days later, he rose again. your tithes and an offering. If there might be someone here today that looking for a church home, or you gave your life to Christ, and you want to know what must I do to be baptized, and join and celebrate communion, uh, please walk by, and when the deacons and the ministers up here, we'd be happy to continue to commune with this, and discipleship with you. I uh, ask the usher to come forth, uh, the leaders on this first Sunday, amen, as you prepare to give God, also you can give online, uh, you can text to give, 309 1055, you text the word GIVE or go to our website online. Amen? Amen. Amen. And in person, as we come to worship our God together. Uh, we're going to have a few announcements for the weeks, and weeks to come. I uh, want to share uh, that we have uh, Bible study, but on uh, the 11th on Wednesday night, uh, we'll be looking to have a, a special presentation. And so we're we'll looking to send the community about uh Five penalty of $55, another uh, insurance opportunity. To maybe help out some people, as we know, some, some are dealing with laws. Nobody plans to die, but we always got to plan to death. And so, how can we better be prepared for that? There's another opportunity for Mason to share. Uh, we did have that on October 11th, that Wednesday at 6 p.m. We have special guest presenting and that opportunity. I'm to share with that. And also, coming on October 22nd, uh, we have Metamora Mennonite Church. Uh, looking to come to worship with us, and uh, we were blessed to go there last Sunday. So, thank you those who were able to join us in person, those who joined us online. Uh, we thank you for that opportunity. And then, also, want to share in coming up in November, November the 12th, uh, we we're looking to go to Galilee Missionary Baptist Church for their Mother's, Mother's Ministry program. Uh, that's at 3 p.m. There's some other community announcements on October 8th. Uh, Sunday, 12 to 1 p.m. The historical marker ceremony for the George Washington Carver Community Center, is officially a historical site. So join us as we celebrate the unveiling the official marker and the view the new child care center and programs on that Sunday, October 8th, uh, from 12 to 1 p.m. And then also is a free entry open house, music, cake and Carver merch will be available. And then also, the Heritage Ensemble invites you to the ninth annual evening of jazz. And uh, general admission is fifty dollars. Premium tickets one hundred. And that's going to be Saturday, November eleventh, uh, at um, six p.m. General admission at seven p.m. And it'll be held at the Live Together Center on Sheridan Road. Uh, and then uh, one more announcement to call us. Uh, S.E. Ellis, uh, our, our president of the United Usher Board, a man in our community and a great work she does. She's going to come forward with her announcement.
3: We
1: have said what. People
0: do what you do. So if your guest comes and see you up here with us, you're going to do it and they're going to do it. So we ain't going to do it. Clear? Clear. All right. Thank you. All right. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Aunt Estes. Amen. Let us us rise. Amen. And prepare for the benediction as we do so. um, Just a list of y'all to lift up Pastor Price. Amen on this family in prayer. Amen. 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 Amen.